G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Toilet facilities mm-hmm. inside the camp. Yeah, that's they had right. to actually go outside the camp to go to the toilet. Yeah. And that was why he wanted there was to be nothing yeah. that was unseen with God's camp. holy. Because he was walking among yeah. them. How amazing that's is brilliant. that? Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. On Foundations, we've spent quite a lot of time learning about the names of God and how each name reveals something special and unique about God's nature and character and even His intentions. Well, over the next two programs, we're going to be focusing on a special name that reveals something really unique about the God of the Bible in the name Emmanuel. The last couple of programs, we talked about the uh, the stunningness. Is that a word? Stunningness? <laughs> I don't know. But how stunning the story was of King Ahaz whom God said he was going to send a sign to because he was too rebellious to ask for a sign himself. Mm. So God says a virgin who has never been touched by man is going to conceive and bear a son. His name is going to be Emmanuel. And the wonder of that name. Okay, let me read it to you. Isaiah seven fourteen. And therefore the Lord or Adonai himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin will conceive. And when she has given birth to a son, she'll call his name Emmanuel. And we mentioned last time that, I mean, this is just our favorite Christmas card Mm. and the wonderful name of Emmanuel. And we talked about how we say, yes, God with us. But it's a lot more specific. It's not just that God was going to be among his people or with his people or with us wherever we go. This is very, very specific. So first of all, I want to just give a breakdown of the name Emmanuel Mm -hmm. and what it means, because a lot of people think it's a Spanish or a Mexican name. (laughs) That's right, Manuel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not. It's it's very much Hebrew, and it's made up of of three parts. Ima, quite a rare verb in the Bible, which probably means inclusive or comprehensive when it's used in Scripture, and it relates to making secrets or making information available, like, to an in crowd, okay? Okay. It, It also means with, okay? New comes from the common pronominal suffix. I don't know what pronominal means, (laughs) but anyway, and it means us. In fact, the modern Hebrew word of anaknu means we. So new in the ancient Hebrew is us. And El is the third part of the name Emmanuel, and it's the Hebrew word. It's like a common abbreviation of the word Elohim, which is meaning God, so El. So Emmanuel. So obviously you've got... With us, God. That's the three parts yes. of that, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. With us, God. And, but we, in our English vernacular, will just say, oh, God with us. Mm-hmm. And that sounds very nice because we know that God is omnipresent. That yeah. is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. But in this context, it's so much bigger than that. <laughs> One of the things I learned that I, I kind of knew but didn't really grasp the hugeness of, I'm pretty sure hugeness is a word, <laughs> <laughs> God had always wanted to be amongst his people. And we know that from Eden, all mm. right, because God would walk and talk with Adam and Eve in the cool yeah. of the evening. 
But then after the fall, when they blew it, this separation came. But there are a number of references in the Old Covenant where God told his people that he wanted to actually be among them. That's right. Well, there are many, as you say, but uh, just a few that we'll pick up on. Uh, Leviticus 26, verses 11 and 12 says, I will set my tabernacle among you, and my soul will not abhor you. I'll walk among you and will be your God, and you'll be my people. Isn't that awesome? It's a wonderful promise. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. And then we've got uh, Zechariah 2. Verses 10 and 11 says, Sing and rejoice, daughter of Zion, for behold, I'm coming and will live among you. It is a declaration of Adonai. In that day, many nations will join themselves to Adonai, and they'll be my people, and I'll dwell among them. Then you'll know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. Isn't that amazing? Mm, That's beautiful. It is. And also Deuteronomy 23. We see another uh, example of this in verse 14. It says, Since the Lord your God walks in the midst of your camp, to deliver you and to defeat your enemies before you. Therefore, your camp must be holy, and he must not see anything indecent among you, or he'll turn away from you. Do you know, I, I've read that, but it's like I never read that before. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? He says he actually walks among us. Mm. And I realize that's why he said don't have their toilet facilities mm-hmm. inside the camp. Yeah, that's right. They had right. to actually go outside the camp to go to the toilet. Yeah. And that was why he wanted, there was to be nothing yeah. that was unseemly Because God's camp. holy. Because he was walking among yeah. them. How amazing That's is that? Brilliant. God was walking among them. I can mm. understand it if he was in the tabernacle where his presence was, where the altar was, mm-hmm. the altar of incense was there, and the showbread was there, and the priests were doing their thing. But he would walk among them. Mm. Do you know there was no other belief system, not in, the, in any other religions or in the, even in the pagan world, where God would walk among and want to live and be with his people. Mm. This is unique to the Judeo-Christian faith. It's remarkable. And God had wanted this for all of time. He'd always wanted that. And we blew it. Mm. There's going to be a lineup, I think, of people who want to sit down and have a heart-to-heart with Adam and Eve. (laughs) That's right. I really do. But I guess it wasn't just Adam and Eve. I mean, obviously, the Israelites did as well. You know, they failed and they rebelled against God. And so there's these iterations of it that sort of it comes and then it goes and it comes and it goes. And we see it again, obviously, in the birth of Christ. Well, that's right. It's funny, isn't it? Because, yeah, you had this face-to-face relationship that God had with his people in Eden. They blew it. And then in order for God to have this relationship and walk amongst his people, he established the tabernacle system so he could tabernacle with them mm. and walk among them. And then Christ comes. And we, we learn from the verse of Isaiah seven fourteen. God warned them. I'm coming back because right. this is not just, you know, oh, God is going to be with us. This was with us is God That's right. through this son, mm, through born the birth miraculously. Of son, yeah. I'm going to be with you again, physically, face to face in the form of this child. Now you really can see God's plan in right throughout history with all this, can't you? Like I said, I've read this before, but I feel like I have never read this before. I guess what's what they call when you get like... I don't want to use the word revelation because it's too easy to spiritualize that. But it has absolutely stopped my brain from Mm, functioning as I've focused on this, that God tabernacled in the wilderness and walked amongst the camp to be with his people. And then through all of the rebellion, there was a time when the temple had the same thing. But if you read in Ezekiel, you see that the glory of God literally rose up out of the temple. Ezekiel saw the vision of it, Mm. and it moved over to the east, over the Mount of Olives, and it went away. And then the glory came back. But the glory came back when Jesus was born. The glory came back. God came to dwell and tabernacle amongst us. Now, I want to just 
finish with a bit of a story. I'm not saying that it's a true story. I'm just saying that it's a nice story that I want to then focus on in the next program. All right. So here's this story. A king had heard some rumors about some of his officials who were tasked with caring for the needs of the more impoverished members of his country and who were in fact mistreating all of his subjects. So to find out if it was true or not, the king disguised himself as a poor elderly gentleman and at different times he would approach different officials asking for some help. And whenever he came across an official who was rude or disrespectful, he'd ask to speak to them privately, he'd take off his disguise and reveal his true identity to them, shocking them and firing them on the spot for their abuse. Even when they tried to explain their behaviour, he said, not good enough. Mm. And then after a little bit of time, some of the other officials working realised what was going on and they had to lift their game and get their act together. Sounds a bit like the episode from The Undercover Boss uh, that's oh. on the TV. But <laughs> Never heard of it. I have to look it up. <laughs> I want to look at that story a little bit more next time in light of what we've been talking about, about Emmanuel, God with us, or with us is God. Well, we will explore this story further and understand more of the name Emmanuel in the next program on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.